All right, let's do it to it. Um, do we start yet? Yeah, man, my throat hurts. Dude, we've been talking all night. Like, can you imagine if we actually had to do this for a living? I know, we've been sitting sitting up uh, in our jammies, talking <laughs> to the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> Welcome to the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast, presented by Cinema Summit. A podcast about the art of making films, no matter how small the budget. And now, here are your hosts, Alex Dark and Trevor L. Nelson. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 31 of the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast. I am Alex Dark. And I am Trevor L. Nelson. And today we're going to talk about how to stay motivated and productive as a filmmaker. But first, what are we drinking? Uh, water. Water. My I gosh, what's happening? What's happening with us? Well, we were drinking beers earlier because uh, what's new is that we did our first live class, a little uh, seminar on how to uh, make money buying and selling equipment, and we were drinking during that. So we were. We do have to drive home at some point. Um. Uh. So we and did. It lasted really, a solid two hours. Two hours of surprising, and that shouldn't be too much surprising, knowing how much we ramble on this. That we, we were able to ramble too much on that, but uh, yeah, not not a huge. Surprise. Um, sorry to disappoint everyone out I there. I guess the bigger surprise is that it was a relative success. Yeah. People seem to enjoy it. Yeah. We had very positive feedback People from liked the attendees. It from the, yeah. Um, yeah so, so, I mean, I would say looking yes. Looking forward to doing more. Yeah. So, uh, head on over to Cinema Summit, guys. You can see what we're coming out with next um, and all that stuff. So, we drank our beer there. So, but, it, of course, it was Kona. Of course. Of course. Of course it was. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we're drinking water now to rehydrate. So what else is new other than our sweet live class? Well, we launched fil- fearlessfilmmakers.com, which is like a little community board, kind of like, almost like a Facebook for just for filmmakers, um, in the attempt to kind of build a community of people who... People um, like us. People like us, yes. People like us who want to make their own projects and yeah. not, not necessarily... Um, go about it in traditional ways. You yeah, people that think outside the box and are excited to sort of test new things and push the boundaries and all that kind of stuff. And yep. So we made that community uh, let people in a couple of days ago, and we already have uh, several members, and we're excited to keep that going and get people more people in there and so start building it up. If you are listening, that is fearlessfilmmakers.com. And yeah. go sign up. It's free. It's totally free. And, um, you know, we'd love to see you over there. We'll give you a big high five when you join. Um, and we actually have inside Uh-oh. a no-budget filmmaking podcast group. Oh, man. So you can go in there, talk about the episodes, tell us what you hated about it. Um, also, put in your suggestions for uh, topics for us to discuss in future episodes and guests to bring on. And uh, yeah, so we have that going on in Fearless Filmmakers already. Yeah, so head on over there, sign up, it's free, it's cool. Uh, let's build a community, guys. Let's all get along together forever yeah. and be friends. Yay! Yay! Okay, what else is new, Alex? Uh, well, we surpassed 5,000 streams on this podcast, which, what? Is, which is exciting. We are slowly and steadily building up. We're averaging about 45 downloads a day. Which maybe doesn't seem like a lot to you guys. What does your podcast do, guys? You guys probably get thousands a day. Yeah. Please tell us how you get those people. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, so we're happy with that. You know, it means people, we're reaching people. We're reaching people. We've had, you know, people reach out to us and tell us that they're listening to the podcast, which is really cool. Really cool. So that's all, these are all good things. 
These are all great things. We're very happy about it. Um, and then also, uh, what's new next week? There will be no podcast because of Thanksgiving. Um, sorry, yeah. guys. We, you yeah. know, family gotta duties. Take a break. Gotta gotta go eat turkey, get fatter, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard life, you know. Somebody's got to uh, eat it, but. Yeah. <laughs> What's a person to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so also a big RIP to our boy Stan Lee, who passed away at yeah. 95. I'm a huge Stan Lee fan. He, his story, I read comics when I was a kid, read comics with my brother, X-Men, all that stuff. I remember calling... X-Men was my jam. I remember calling Fox Network and asking them when... Because they kept teasing out that this freaking... Uh, um, X-Men animated TV show was going to come out. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and it kept getting delayed. I remember calling them like, what are you guys doing? You know what? Knock it off. I'm just a, I'm an eight-year-old kid. I just want to see my stupid X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. And did they ever return my call? No. Because no. Rupert Murdoch is a dick. Because they were too busy making the show. Yeah, probably that's it. Yeah. So, uh, it big good. I used to watch that all the time. Oh, man. That thing was amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, big uh, RIP to Stanley. Uh, awesome guy. Um, yep. Never got to meet him, but everything I heard, he was so sweet. We had him on the show. I think it was before your time. It might have been. Might have been. Um, so yeah, there's a. Uh, that's what's new. So um, let's move on, Alex, to the main topic at hand. The main topic at hand, which is how to stay motivated and productive as a filmmaker. Yeah, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, let's just let's <laughs> Next. postpone it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do this. Um, so for me, the biggest thing, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I don't go into it with the idea that I need motivation. But anytime I watch a movie or a trailer, it motivates me because I'm just like, ah, oh, God, I just love doing this. Um, yeah. Well, what's interesting for me is that's not true. <laughs> All right. Not at all, huh? <laughs> no, it is. It is, but not every time I watch a movie or or a trailer. It's only specific ones, and I find that there are specific. There's certain types of movies that really do it for me in general. Things that are like very visually compelling. Like uh, I, th- I remember when, um, like the the Signal trailer came out. Um, oh that yeah, sci-fi, the indie sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, when Drive came out um drive did it for me i I, i'll tell you this that it's not every movie so if my wife drags me to some you know chick flick or boy next door j-lo movie um (laughs) and i'm done uh you know gouging my eyes out i don't really get you know amped to do that but it's not it's a lot more movies than just the ones that the trailers get me going crazy i think if i go see a movie i mean it, I don't even have to be super, super excited for the movie, like where it's to the point where I'm like watching the trailer, sending you the trailer, being like, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you do that? I mean, even if it's like, like I didn't see Predator, and you said it was not the best, yeah. the new Predator. Yeah. But to it me- It had issues. It, you know, it was fun. It yeah. It was fun. Okay. But to me, if I saw that, even though I wasn't amped for it, and I, or I didn't think it, like, it was great, I still would be like, oh man- now that scene right there, it may, it may just be little scenes that I'm like, oh man, I just want to go shoot something right now because I'm ready to do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just snippets of movies, no matter what it is, that just gets me going. It's just yeah. the idea of it. Because let's be honest, we're not going to make great blockbusters all the time. We're probably going to have to make a sequel to a movie that we don't want to. I know. And you got to be motivated, so you got to find it wherever you can. Probably true. Probably true. I was not motivated after watching um, Predator. <laughs> 
I've realized that it's 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 movies for me and trailers that make me that make the old the brain um, fire the goose you know pimples I mean? on the yeah. arm. No, not the goose pimples, okay. but just like Sorry. the synapses in my brain. Synapses, firing. okay. Wherein um, a movie like like Predator, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but um, or I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really make me think a whole lot. I okay. wasn't I wasn't like solving a mystery or like worried <laughs> about any of the characters at Scooby? all. Really. Um, yeah. So it's stuff I get like that. you know what I mean. No, yeah, yeah. Things that have intrigue, you know, like Ex Machina. I think I could watch Ex Machina over and over again that and is, still be uh, motivated by that movie. Man, that is, I will give you that. Ex Machina is a fantastic movie. That is definitely one movie I could watch tons of time and be like, you know what? Yeah, still yeah. still, still, still get the tingles from and that. And actually, I've, I've noticed for myself mm-hmm. that I actually can just go to like YouTube or Apple or whatever and just browse through the trailers and there's inevitably one that's gonna you know that you've never seen that before never that's seen. just like, like oh man that's really cool i can't wait for that you know what also does that is it, <laughs> this is gonna sound so stupid scrolling through the netflix and new releases like when they autoplay the trailers sure sometimes i'm like wait a second here i'm down for this and i i want to make something like this yeah yeah so i mean just watching stuff to me is like the biggest motivation at times i'm just like i'm yeah. in I do find that I'm the least motivated after there's long periods of me not seeing something new. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I mean, and also that's when you need the most motivation, when you're just kind of like lulled down so much, you can't even go see a movie. And then you go see one and you're like, oh, I know why I'm in this. And this especially comes into play when you are like working, I remember who it was, it was, I think it was, John Turtletob. Is that the guy who directed National Treasures and all that? I believe so, yeah. yes. I remember he came and talked, and I forget what movie he was showing at USC. Probably but National Treasure 2. I don't think it was. Three? No. What, One. What, what movie was it? Um, John Turtletob. I don't want to know who his wife is. Um, thanks, Google, for doing that. Um, let's see. Oh, he did The Meg? Holy shit. His uh, his documentary feature, Slow and Steady Wins the Race, the Turtle Tub and Hair Story. <laughs> what the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you, what are you I don't, talking about? I don't about? know. I mean, oh, God, I forgot he did Cool Runnings, too. Um, oh, Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. Hey, the people, you know, they can't believe Jamaica, we have a Bob's... No, I, it must have been National Treasure 2. I didn't think... That I actually saw that at USC, but, I mean, I don't know what else would have been there. And somebody asked him, was like, how do you get? How do you stay motivated? How do you do that? And you know what? And this is a little bit of a... Not so much for us, but he was like, you know what? Some, some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. And then I'm like, you know what? They're paying me a lot of money to do this. I better just shut up and show up. And sometimes it's just the drag that you're like, you know what? I have no motivation. I just have to do it. And it's that point when I, like like you said, you're in that rut where you're just like, I just have to do this. And it's when you go see a movie that you haven't been able to see in a while, you haven't been able to go to the theaters in a while, that you're like, you know what? Yep. I know why I'm doing this, because that, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's the biggest motivation for me, is just watching something that looks cool or something that just gets me revved up for this industry, as they say. 
Yeah. I think for me, um, another thing that I do a lot Mm -hmm. of, um, perhaps too much, some would say. Okay. Uh, I like to sign up for workshops or like watch. No, I don't think too much. Watch tutorials or like new, learn new things about, you know, whatever it is, whether it's editing, screenwriting, cinematography, just like. Yeah, learning new new techniques and stuff that I didn't know about yeah. to try to make my um, craft better, as they say. Mm-hmm. I get motivated by that uh, because then you know I will have learned this new thing. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get out there and try this. Yeah, uh, I remember that certainly happened uh, with lighting and stuff like that when I was first starting out. Because I, I mean, for me, when I took a cinematography class uh, at school at USC. Um, it was I was Dr. Robert Bellow. No, mine oh. was with uh, Chris Komen. Oh, okay, uh, director of photography of the Phantasm movies. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I know this stuff. I don't know, but that's what stuck <laughs> out to me because I was like, oh man, Phantasm, dope. Love me some Phantasm. Um, but I, it didn't click for me in that class. Okay, it didn't click partially, probably because at the time we were shooting sixteen millimeters, so I wasn't able to like see the results. Um, instantly, like that you are sucks. now. I mean, and that that is that's gotta suck back in the day when they couldn't, because I remember my cinematography class sixteen. It was like you couldn't tell if you did anything right no. until next week. Yeah, um, and so yeah, uh, it didn't click for me. Three point lighting, I just didn't get it. Like every time I tried to do it, uh, I thought it looked like crap, <laughs> and it did. It did look like crap. But it wasn't until I started learning new things in lighting and actually putting the effort out to to really get get it and see how, oh, what makes cinematic lighting work and like mm. what how do they mm-hmm. do this type of stuff on these yeah. real projects that I was like oh man now I really want to get out there and start shooting stuff and try these things out and uh, you know put them to work. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it it is. I mean, now with all the information that comes out about like new gear and all that, that also amps me up. Like learning, like like they're like, hey, guess that this new camera that's coming out. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want to shoot that. Or or also like just talking about learning, like behind the scenes helps a lot because they're like, oh, this is how we set up this shot. I'm like, how did you set up? Oh, wait, wait, I want to try that. Like, oh, that looks yeah, so cool. Totally. Like when uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine or whatever mm. came out. And there was all that behind-the-scenes stuff of like their crazy lighting rigs and mm, the big and how giant they did the set design and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is great. That that kind of stuff definitely gets me motivated. I remember again back in the day. Back in the day, man, movie magic. I've talked about oh. it before, but that was my jam. It was a TV show on mm-hmm. Discovery Channel and/or Public Access. Who knows? But it was, and you can watch it on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. But they went behind. I wish someone should bring this back because it was great. That'd be great. It was pretty great. It was we like, should bring it back. We should. But we it, have? Was, it was behind the scenes of okay. um, yeah. TV shows at the time and also big movies. And they would show you how they made like the miniatures, how they did the explosions, <sighs> how the director did stuff, how they chroma keyed stuff. It was all really cool. Maybe we can't bring it back because now all those cool things that they're doing is just some dude sitting at a computer doing like VFX. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's not next, totally true. Next, I set this note here. It's like I saw okay. a little. I saw a little thing on. See now, now it happens in like little Facebook snippet clips yeah. that are like three minutes long. But I saw one on Facebook about that Immortal Engine. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, Immortal Engines, where the cities are in, are, are engines now or something. Yeah. So they um they uh. They used a lot of miniatures on that. 
Mm. And so I saw this little blurry thing. Miniatures about, are coming back, man. Dude, I'm they telling are. You. They're back. I'm telling you. Oh, it's you're making the, the statement. They're back. It's just the companies can't stay afloat long enough to survive. Man, that sucks too. That just stu- sucks so much. Um, so yeah, those are, those are those are some very cool things that I uh, that I really like that get me motivated like that. Um, watching like behind the scenes and being like, you know what, I want to. I want to do this. Like, I, I, like this is why I, I yeah. like this. And I think they kind of are related. So the idea of watching behind the scenes and saying, oh, man, that's great. I want to do that. And then the idea of watching a tutorial or mm-hmm. taking a class or a workshop or whatever and saying, oh, man, I can do this. Yeah. Like, this, now I have this ability. Um, you know, I want to go out there. And, exactly. I signed yep. up for a great uh, visual effects class a while ago. Oh, which one? Um, it was with... Our boy Alan McKay. Oh man! If you guys don't know Alan McKay. He's got some great VFX courses out there. They're he expensive. Does. They are, but, but they're, they're worth it. Totally he's got worth it. Great stuff. Uh, really cool effects. Mm-hmm. And he shows you basically how to be like a one man VFX guy, doing Hollywood and level. He, he's stuff. done it all. He's done it all, guys. Like yeah. he's not some guy who's, you know, unaccomplished like us telling you what to do. He's actually- yeah, exactly. He's he's a real deal guy. Yeah, the real dude. He's a guy. He's a dude. He's a stand-up guy. He's a dude. Um, so yeah, so that's one way. Um, there's another way to stay motivated that me and Alex try and stick to, and that's to, to create systems or routines to kind of stay organized and keep your thoughts and things going in yeah. the right direction at all times. Yeah, and there's a couple ways we do that. We, What's your favorite way, Trevor? That we do? That you do or we do? I mean, we you know we have our set times for podcasts. That yep. keeps us motivated to do that. Um, we also have, we used to have time set aside where we did like sit down and write, but we just got too busy. I think that helped because we were like, we're sitting down and writing and we're, or we're yeah. sitting down and writing and working this out. I know we have to get back to that, but we have to get more, <sighs> more time in the studio. More. Oh my God. More away everything. from, away from our, our day job. Away from Larry. Sorry, Larry. Sorry, Larry. Sorry, Larry. Um, yeah, so that definitely helps setting aside time. Yeah, and and and, and just saying like this is you know no matter what you're doing because you can get sidetracked really easily, especially when you're Alex and Trevor, and you get uh, definitely sidetracked or some ooh shiny over there. Yeah, but if you set time Where? to say <laughs> exactly uh, now now it's my podcast. <laughs> Alex is chasing the shiny. Um, but if you do, if you set aside and say, you know what, at four o'clock today we need to start writing or we need to work out this script, it's easier to be like, all right, it's time to go because you just can't really deny it. I guess you could say you can't really say no. You easily can, but if you're if you do it a couple times, you're like, okay, now it's just like clockwork. This is what we have to do. Yeah, and it comes for us a lot of times. Um, we'll get into the groove. Yep. Um, but we still have some distractions or it's not going we're not getting as much done as fast as we want so sometimes we'll say you know what we're gonna take a little retreat ah yes we go out to a cabin um that we have out in the uh sequoia yeah national forest yep and um we write out there because there's no distractions Mm -hmm. it's pretty far away it's like definitely an activity to go out there so then it's like a real deal thing yeah and that's the other thing is like it's one of those things where you're going all the way out there we're driving four hours to go there so it's one of those things where it's like we don't want to waste our time and like not have anything because like why do we do all this just to come out and not do anything 
Exactly. And out there, we don't have cell phone reception. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, no internet. So the distractions are very minimal. It's but, fantastic. And, we, and we've managed to you know, write an entire screenplay. In, Bunch of stuff. In we, a weekend. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And also a notable uh, mention here when it comes to setting aside time and whatnot. Uh, our friend is currently trying something crazy. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Go ahead. He Actually, we had him on. We had him on, Logan Burdick. Logan Burdick. Uh, you can check out his episode. If you listen to this, Logan, you are crazy certified, but you already knew that. Yeah. Um, so he's trying this new thing where he's setting aside time during the day, like a certain amount of hours to write, and he's aiming to write a page of a script every 15 minutes. Oh, man. So, man. Good luck, Logan. Hammering through... Yeah, and because he realized that if he just puts out enough their script, enough scripts, if he has enough at his ars- in his arsenal, he could just sell them to people, and then they'll hire him to rewrite it how they see fit. So if he just gets the basic idea down, more people will be like, "Oh, well, I like what you did there. Um, yeah, I'd like you. I'd like to buy this from you, and then have you, uh, you know, adapt it to the way I see the movie going." So he's writing 30 to 40 pages a day. He just knocked out a script in four days. Yeah. We'll see how long, how sustainable that is. Yeah, see if he burns out and he's intense. just like, I can't do it anymore. I can't. Um, yeah, so that is, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing. Is like also to stay motivated, challenge yourself, you know? Um, come up with an eye, you know, we do these little challenges to ourselves. We also, they also are like daily challenges you can do. Uh, film Festivals do it, to film contests do it, like shoot a movie, you know, for under, shoot a short for under $100, or shoot a short in a weekend, stuff like that. That's why we tend to not turn down, when somebody gives us like a, oh, there's a 100-hour film festival, you know, obviously it's not paid or anything like that, but we like the challenge, and it's like, okay, well, let's get out there and do this challenge, because it keeps us motivated to shoot, um, even though, you know, we really aren't getting paid or, uh, it's taking over our weekend or stuff like that. It's almost like the film school idea yeah. where it's like, yep. just the act of having someone tell you that you need to do something is enough to make you get off your butt. So it's like just having a deadline that's set by someone else for a hundred hour film festival or a, like the road reel competition mm-hmm. or something, something like that, uh, can, and saying like, I'm going to do that. That's sometimes enough to keep you motivated in that in that moment. Uh, yep. It's harder, I think, to set your own deadlines and stick to them <sighs> than it is to have someone else set a deadline for you. And which brings us to another thing that we do is partner up. Yep. Definitely partner up. Uh, hold each other accountable. Accountability buddies. Um, Accountability buddies. Me and Alex used to call it all the time, and we would say, you know, we'd hold each other. I know people who will. Um, start up a kind of bill of buddies and do like a financial punishment. If something doesn't get done, they each have their tasks. And if something, if the person doesn't do their thing, that's put $5 into a pot. And when it gets to a certain point, then that pot goes to buying beer or something like that. Um, there were, there are even apps out there that do that for you, I believe. Yeah. I actually met a uh, gentleman a while ago who started a company that basically sounded to me like a kind of bill of buddies. And it was this, it was this productivity uh, website where you are just paired with random people and you are hel- holding each other accountable because the idea is that if it's a stranger, you're going to be more likely to not want to disappoint them. Yeah, um, not only that, but you, if you're going to be more likely to not want to give them your money. 
Exactly. Um, I don't know if he does the money thing, but... Um, I know there are some apps that do. Yeah. Uh, and can you imagine, like, oh, if I lost, like, a dollar to Trevor, I'd be like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. But if I lost it to some random stranger, I'd be like, oh, God, I can't do that again. Like, this I don't dude gets keep... my money? Yeah, like, what? What? I don't even know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Why does he get it? This is stupid. Um, so, yeah, so there, uh, it's easy. It's, it's very more motivating, because I know at times Alex will come to me and be like, hey, man... Let's do this and do that. And I'm getting very motivated because I'm like, oh, man, he's excited about it. I'm going to get excited about it. Let's do this. Or I'll do the same to Alex. I'll come like, hey, I got this idea, this idea. And that'll definitely help like, you. Ah, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm going to nah, take a nap. Why'd, gonna... you wake, why'd you wake me up for this on the couch? <laughs> don't you get out of here. I'm going to go back to sleep. Um, but so, yeah, uh, if you partner up and, you know, you may not have somebody that you know right now, um, but... Th- there's tons of networks. Fearlessfilmmaker.com. Exactly. Um, um, so, like, build your network of other motivated filmmakers, and you'll get somebody who comes to you and be like, hey, I really want to shoot something this weekend. If you're like, you know what? I haven't shot anything in a long time. Yeah, I feel exactly. I want to come and shoot it with you as well. That happened to me the other day. Also, um, like Logan, when he told me about his writing stuff, I was like, oh, man. I gotta get. I'm gonna start writing stuff. You know, I gotta like, get on my. I gotta, I gotta get, get on my writing game. I, I have been slacking on the writing for the past like five months. I need to get back into it. Yep, I I'm with you on that. I gotta get back into my writing as well. It's and and it's people like Logan that's helping us realize this and yeah. realizing how slackers we are. So if you surround yourself with other filmmakers who are also motivated, you'll motivate them. It's not necessarily an accountability thing where you no. actually go out and set out actively to like motivate each other, but. Just being around people and seeing what they're doing and uh, hearing about what they're planning and trying to do and all that kind of stuff can get you put a light, a, light a little bit of fire under your bum, as they say. Under your bum. Yeah. Um, all right. All and right. And also in terms of systems and routines and stuff, one thing that I've found to be helpful is journaling. Mm, they have these cool... your secrets to... Exactly. To okay. uh, the world. To the world. Uh, they have these journals out there. The ones that I use at the moment are by a company called Best Self. Uh, they got me with a. They uh, got me with a Facebook ad. They got me, and they uh, got them. I've been using them. Uh, my wife uses them as well, and it's pretty good. I mean, it kind of is this idea of planning out each day, um, so you're not necessarily like sitting around wondering what you're going to be doing. Uh, you also plan out your weeks, and then yeah, uh, it's basically like a 13-week journal. So you have um, 13 weeks. You can uh, set a 13-week goal, and then monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals, and all all that kind of stuff broken down. And it's got places for all sorts of stuff and things to keep you motivated, little quotes and and activities and stuff. So I think yeah. it's definitely worth worth it if you are the type of person who like me every so often i used to um know that i had a ton of stuff to do yeah but i would kind of be like sitting in like paralyzed mode like <laughs> ah what do i do first i don't know what to do like oh that is the worst it's the worst so if if you are able to sort of break it down um on that level you can say okay well i'm going to spend 2 hours today doing this um, three hours today doing this other thing, uh, and then tomorrow I'm going to spend four hours doing this again, and you can kind of visualize it and see it broken out in front of you, and that way you can have real clear plan of like where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah, and it, it, once you get a routine going, it's a lot easier to get stay motivated. Um, you know, 
it's kind of one of those things. It's hard to motivate yourself if there's no punishment, which is why those accountability buddies uh, apps work so much because you have to pay people, and everyone's like, "Hell no, I don't want to pay you." Um, but if you get a routine down, and one, the routine makes it a lot more, e- a lot easier. But as you get, you're working on your routine, you'll see results. You'll see thing. You know, you'll be writing more, and you'll be like, "Wait a second, this is actually working." which will motivate you even more and more and more. So it's, it's, it helps to get something started, even if it takes you a little bit because you're, you know, in a new routine or you're just having a hard time figuring it all out. But once you start seeing results, it makes it that much easier to be motivated. Cause you're like, Oh man, I really think I did a pretty good job writing the other day. And then you're like, okay, well I'm going to keep writing and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out some Uh-oh. some honorable mentions here okay. for some little productivity um okay. routine type All right. apps. Uh Trello is one that I use. Trello. We use it here uh at mm-hmm. the podcast and mm-hmm. Cinema Summit to organize sort of our tasks for those platforms and our ideas and Trello is basically just like a list board. Yeah. that you can create lists and then uh, move them around, drag and drop them. You can have like a to-do, in-progress, done list. Share them with people. Like, yeah, and just kind of drag things around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yep, nice. Yep. Um, we also use an app called NoteJoy. NoteJoy. Which is... It's a joy. It's a joy. A joy it's of notes. Very similar. We're actually using it right now. Um, <laughs> we use it for our podcast outlines so yep. we can stay on track a little bit. Yep. Um, it's very similar to Evernote. For those of you mm. who have used Evernote, mm-hmm. but basically it's just a little note platform. You can uh, create folders, notebooks, and just little notes, and uh, it links up to your phone on the cloud. The cloud um, has a little app for the desktop, um, and you can tag things, search things, and you know put all sorts of crap in there. So it's yeah. like it's a great way to organize things and and uh, just sort through your ideas and stuff like that. Now, the one problem that I have with things like Trello Notes and Evernote is that I personally, I think this is the same for Alex, have so many things to do Yeah. that sometimes yeah. when I look at the list of notes, I'm just like, screw it. I don't want to do it any. It's too overwhelming. Um, but just, you know, once you do have that motivation to get in there, it makes it a lot easier to keep organize your thoughts. Because I know there are many times when I'm like sitting at home, it's been a long day. I'm like, you know what? I need to do something. And I look at my list of like scripts that we have to write and ideas we have to implement. And I'm just like, you know what? A beer sounds really good and some Netflix. I think I'm going to do that instead. And then I end up not doing anything and becoming a shameful person and then just waking up in the morning and be like, man, way to waste a night, Trevor. Well, yeah, that's exactly me. Like when I get home from a shoot or like from working, I am like, oh man, I got so much stuff I could be doing right now, but this mm-hmm. couch is looking pretty, pretty. Pretty nice. So. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's easy, it's a lot easier to to say screw it and move on to something that's a lot more relaxing or mindless, like watching TV or drinking or both. Um, but there are some things out there that can keep you motivated. Um, and But the, I think the biggest thing that I say is go shoot something. You know what? If you just go out there and shoot something, even with your phone, you'll get back in that flow of being like, I now know why I want to do this. And even though sometimes I'm tired or even sometimes it feels like a drag, holy shit, I really like just making stuff uh, on, with a camera. 
Yeah. I, I really like creating. And I think you, it's easy to kind of fall into excuse mode or whatever, where mm-hmm. you're like, uh, if I want to make a project, I'm going to have to like reach out to people. I'm going to have that, to talk yep. to actors and cast people. I'm going to have to uh, ask my friends to uh, work on this project with me. And, yep. You know, whatever. Or like hire people. I'm going to have to spend money. There's like all sorts of different excuses or whatever that you can come up with. Uh, to not do something. But it's I a think, lot easier to come up with those excuses. It is. Too. It is. And it, but I think what I've noticed is it, once I am able to move past that and I just do it, mm-hmm. the excuses seem so silly. Like why, why did I even think like that that was going to be hard or difficult? Like it really wasn't that big of a deal for me to like gather people to do this. Cause other people want to be working on stuff too. So other people need the motivation. Exactly. So it, it's one of those things where I think it's more of a, um, it's more of a self-inflicted obstacle than a real one. You know, you kind of yeah. just got to get over it and just go do it. It's it's really hard. I mean, it's really hard to break out of habits of like you know, especially if you have back-to-back long shoots, long shoots, long shoots. It's very hard to be like, you know what? I got to keep doing this. I gotta I gotta do other things uh, to keep me motivated, to keep me grinding away, as they say. So it, you just got to find what works for you. Um, I know some people that read a comic book and then get motivated to go shoot something. They see other people's work and they get motivated. Um, I know people who get motivated just by the fact that they, you know, they're not where they are. I'm sorry. They're not where they want to be in their career or life. And they're like, that motivates me to just get off my ass and freaking do it. Truth. Um, Because that's the biggest motivation is you just want to do this. Just want to do it. I'm going to throw this out there because um, I just thought of it. Okay. Ooh. I, I realized I get motivated a lot from podcasts or articles that I read um, that inspire me to, you know, they inspire a story mm-hmm. or something. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be great if I'd incorporated that into a, a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. It happens, all, <clears throat> happens to me all the time. So I think that's definitely worth mentioning. Um, podcasts and for in, in for informational podcasts or articles about different things uh, can sometimes really lead to interesting ideas. Sorry, guys. We've already been talking for two and a half hours in, a, in another thing. So My voice is, is done. My I think voice we is... are ha- going to have to cut this one short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll make sure we do these a little bit separated from our, our classes because our voices are shot today. But um, yeah, I mean, it is it is nice to be able to listen to podcasts when you're driving, especially in LA where there's so much traffic. Um, yeah. and you know, there's some great podcasts out there, uh, like no budget filmmaking, <laughs> uh, but also like just, just shoot it is a great one. Yeah, um, there's, that one. there's tons of ones out there that will help you stay motivated when you're just sitting in your car. Um, is, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that passion it rubs off on people. And so if you hear people passionate about filming stuff, you'll kind of get that passion back and be like, you know what? I'm ready to get back into this. I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I was tired. I didn't have the, it wasn't working for me, that kind of thing. So, um, definitely listen to podcasts when you get the chance, especially, especially if you are living in, uh, LA and have, you know, hour, hour and a half in a freaking car every day because life sucks and why do we live here um yeah um yeah i'd say that would be about it anything else you want to add to that alex you know i don't think so okay like you said your voice is shot my voice my is voice shot is too. done for 
My voice is shot, guys. It's going to be a short little episode, I think. All right, well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, two maybe. people have heard our voice too much today. Yeah, probably have. Uh, so before we go, what's cool, Alex? What is cool? What is cool? Hit me. All right, well, I saw this um, I saw this app. Okay. Um, it's actually it's a Kickstarter for an app okay. called uh, Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S. Um, and okay. it, it apparently turns more. your phone mm-hmm. into an RGB uh, light. Really? A little, a little light source. So Interesting. If you had a way to mount it, you could use it as a little uh, like LED light almost that is color controllable and you can uh, just use all the colors in the world or whatever and use it as a little light. Um, I think that's a pretty cool idea. That is a cool idea. That is a... Uh Hey, any way you can get light with what's already at your disposal is great. I think it's especially cool um, because if you're shooting a project where mm-hmm. the, where the person's like looking at a phone, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you could have like a, a specific color light. Um, That's you know, pretty illuminating good idea. Their face yeah. from the phone, um, things like that, and also if you happen to just need a small little light that you can stick somewhere. Um, you know, not not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it might not be completely color, color accurate, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. It's better than not being able to get what you need to do. Um, so that's cool. That's cool. Um, so I have found that um, there is a new release. So six months ago, Da Vinci rolled out Resolve 15. Blackmagic rolled out Da Vinci Resolve 15. Mm-hmm. And now they've come out with 15.2, which is a huge overhaul update to it. They've updated the timeline. They've allowed keyboard customization, which is kind of, you know, the bread and butter of Premiere, which a lot of people, when they came from uh, Final Cut Pro to Premiere, I remember them saying, oh, can I change my keys to be more like the default keys in Final Cut, which now there's a visual layout that allows you to do that in DaVinci. Um, there's this really cool effect plugin called Blanking Fill. Okay. And so there's so much love for IGTV and Facebook and stupid vertical videos uh-huh. uh, being shot um, that what it does is it, say you're, your project's 1080 and you're using multiple different uh, formats and frame rates and all that. What the plugin will do is on a piece of video that doesn't fill up the whole frame, it will add background of that video behind it. So it will duplicate the video, stretch it out, and add it to the background. Ah, uh, yes. Like you see in a lot of, like, you know, when... It's, like, blurry in the background. Yeah, and, like, and the CNN uses a cell phone video that was shot, you know, in portrait yeah. mode, um, and they want to use it to fill a, a 1080 uh, box. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. I could get into it, but there's... a. I think they say there's about 25 major updates in the uh, DaVinci Resolve 15.2 rollout. Um, so that's pretty cool. Check it out. If you're a DaVinci Resolve user, let us know what you think of the update. I still haven't made the transition to DaVinci Resolve. I'm thinking about yeah. it. Still want to try it out, test but, it out. But all of our projects are tend to be in a time frame, and I feel that I have to do it on a project that we have no real time frame on so I can you know, kind of yeah. really, really get into it. No, um, that's exactly what I... That's, that's my thought exactly. Yeah. Same reason I, I have learned... Speaking of like taking classes and stuff, I've learned Resolve. Okay, but it's the same thing. Like I am so familiar with Premiere and Lumetri, right? And After Effects and stuff. It's difficult for me during a project where we're getting paid and when there's a pretty, you know, hard deadline. 
yeah. for me to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this out of the Adobe framework and mm-hmm. put it into resolve and work over there. Yeah. So it's tough. I don't know. Um, but one but of I these definitely want to, yeah, I definitely want to start doing it more and test it out. So another, uh, speaking of updates, Apple, uh, huh. Has actually released a new up- update for Final Cut Pro. What you say? You say what? Yeah, with some cool stuff for you know the pros out there that use Final Cut. Uh, Who they still have- does? <laughs> no, I kid, I kid, I kid. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I think Final Cut X had a pretty rocky yeah. start, but I think yeah. they slowly have built up and made it a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, and now um, I think more people are actually using it, and it's. Um, Legit. People, people like it. Okay, okay. But they have just released a new upgrade with uh, a few different things, but one of the most interesting one is um, they now have the ability to use extensions, Ooh. which are kind of like plugins, uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, so they have one with Frame.io, Frame.io. Wow. Um, for doing revisions and like notes and stuff. Uh, they also have uh, a new video compare mode. So you can um, compare one shot to the other if you're trying to match. That's pretty cool. Uh, things like that. They also have built-in noise correction, um, subtitling, and all sorts of stuff. And I think they're hoping to roll out even more extensions in the near future. Damn, um, yeah. So, yeah. Kind of right. cool. That is pretty cool. And then my last what's cool is there is a rumor. Yes. I've heard this rumor. That we're not doing a podcast next week. Just kidding. No, we aren't. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a rumor that the next iteration of the C300 from Canon, so Canon C300 Mark III, yes. will be capable uh-huh. of shooting what? 8K. 8K. Yes. Yeah, I heard that rumor. I heard that rumor. Um, the problem is, in natural Canon fashion... The original, like the straight, um, out of the box C three hundred, will be four K, and then for optional money, as they are one to do, you can upgrade it to eight K. Right now, here's the question. Now, and also, also in Canon fashion, it's eight K, um, four two zero. Of course. No, not really. No. <laughs> Joking. How, how messed up would that be? Um, no, but here's the thing is that where was it Magic Lantern or somebody revealed that if you just changed a couple lines of code in what camera was that? That was the Canon 5D Mark IV? I'm trying to remember if it was that. Um, what they did is basically notice that the sensor was... Oh, excuse me. Capable of shooting a higher resolution. And there was just like one line of code that was like a, a key. It was like restricting it. Restricting it. And they, all they it did was, was like change that. Yeah. All they did was change that. And look at all of a sudden it could shoot 4K. So what tell this tells me is that the sensor is going to be able to shoot 8K. But it is like restrained somehow by some of the programming. And if somebody could get in there and figure out how to turn that on, you could do it without having a freaking... Yeah. Pay. This also happened with um, the Sony F5. That's what it is. The Sony. That's the one. Sony F5, F55 thing. Yeah. That wasn't Magic Lantern. I don't know who that was, but someone just found you could like uh, pull out the text file 
yeah. you know, export the text file or whatever, yeah. and then delete a line of code or something, and then put it back in, and it would create, it would turn your F5 into an F55 exactly in functionality, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Fantastic. And so that's like, that's what I see what's happening. It's like the Teslas, they're, like most of the Tesla, like Model 3s and Model S's are all the same. Um, and they have a bigger capacity battery, but you have to pay for the upgraded version, which is why you can see a lot of times, and bless his heart, Elon Musk in places that there are natural disasters or emergencies, he will unlock higher battery, uh, higher range. Like he'll give the full, uh, full range of the battery packs that the people didn't pay for yeah because it's just cheaper to make them all the same and then have a software issue to lock it or unlock it because if somebody wants to upgrade it's like hey give us five thousand dollars we'll just (laughs) change the code over the air and you got your your power um i think that's what's happening with this camera so i wouldn't be surprised if at some point somebody gets in there and is like look uh this is what you have to change and if you change this then your 4k C300 Mark III can shoot in AK because the sensor is exactly the same and there's no reason it shouldn't originally. Yeah. So I would look for that too, but I understand if you guys want to just wait and get, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, you don't need. You don't need AK. Yet, so, you know, maybe wait until someone hacks it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can get the show notes for this episode by visiting nobudgetfilmmaking.com slash episode 31. And don't forget to hop on over to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast while you are there. Give us a five-star rating if you feel so inclined. And if you have any filmmaking questions, ask away in the comment section. Go to fearlessfilmmaker.com or fearlessfilmmakers.com. and uh, check out the uh, group. Yeah, check out the group and check out the leave whole us, website. Leave and... us a comment. Leave us a, a suggestion. Yeah, do all that stuff. Also, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Cinema Summit. And again, we will not have a new episode because of Thanksgiving. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks, weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Later, guys.